Uh, yeah. I just keep it steady on the magic. Do my thing, I'm healing, it's fantastic. If I fall, rise automatic. You ain't no now, you know. I'm the one rain myself like a tree from the roots. Westside girl, cause she lived in the coast. Eastside girl, when she speaks to the roots. Stay 100, cause she on with the truth. Been there on struggle, know that it pass. Only going up, yeah, the pain don't last. Ooh, take off. Ooh, take off. Ooh, take off. This is take off, take off, take off. Shorty like Brandy, fight like Monica. What you know about her? Baby girl raising, way to the top. Shaking the world, don't expect her to stop. Hope so great, she get what she got. Follow her stack, cause she following God. What you need more, got a heart full of gold. Even at times when it's raining and cold. Ooh, she about take off. What up, what up, what up, y'all? It's your girl, Hannah, a.k.a. Ruta, and you are watching the Uprooted Network. And you can already see we twinning out here. I got your girl. You're solemn with me. Hey, look it. We fresh. Okay, we fresh. Don't mind the car, y'all. You know, <laughs> it's a little it's a little ghetto one today, but um, it's cool. It's Black Woman Wednesday. We gonna make it happen regardless. You know, your girl's out here working. Um, if you know your Salem, you're going to know her by the end of this. She's always working and we love to see it. So y'all have seen her before on an episode we did back, back in, I don't even know what month. Cause it feels like November or December. It's kind of yeah. Weird. Like really early on, uh, women in the movement where I had brought on all these beautiful women in, that have been doing tre tremendous. Okay. Like when I say the amount of work these women have put together it is it is phenomenal. And so I was like, you know what? You all deserve your own individual episodes. Like, cause honestly and truly, the amount of stuff you guys do needs to be highlighted. Um, and of course the TYLV connection, you know, I love me some Vegas people. <laughs> and we love you. Uh, I'm telling y'all, y'all just be warming my heart. Like I'm like, I don't ever have an issue when I go to Vegas. I really don't, because the the love is so real. Um Thank you again. We had to reschedule because my life has been hectic and my sick, my sicknesses and stuff. It's been overwhelming, but nonetheless, you are here. I'm excited. I'm sure the Vegas crew is going to be in the comments soon, but yeah, we'll look at that right on cue. So, hey, Jay, have to <laughs> already, I'm already knowing, um, but y'all, yes, I had to bring your solemn back because you do really phenomenal work. I know you're um, working with Omna Tigray, and I'm gonna let you get into that. But even before that, we were, you know, working on a marketing team together. Um, and then I just feel like anytime something needs to be done, you're just like, okay, let's do it. Like, we got this. <laughs> like You just, you just jump in and you always need one of those people around. So um, before we get too far into it, let the people know who you are, uh, what you repping, you know, all that good stuff. And um, just a little bit about, about your background. All right. Um, thank you, Hafte. We just saw each other a couple of weeks ago. So mm -hmm. I was like, we're each other again. Um, yes. My name is Yersalem, as already mentioned. I rep Vegas, but by way of Tigray, mom is from Indicho, dad is from Samurai, but we represent, you know, all of Tigray all day, every day. Uh, and then I do for work, um, I'm a marketing manager and I work for a beauty trade show. But uh, pretty much like every additional free time is, is dedicated obviously to Tigray and 
and hoping to end the, the genocide that's happening there. Girl, yes. And you have transitioned uh, plenty of times. Um, Elizabeth, okay, uh, she said, we right here. I told you, Vegas, be ready. Okay, they don't play. Hi, Helen Hafte. Um, it is, it's been a journey. And then now you got a fancy title that I always say wrong. <laughs> that I always say wrong and you were working with Omna Tigray and I remember um before we all split up and joined different teams and and started doing separate work we were all like okay what's this group what's this group and you were already helping with um the Twitter campaigns so can you talk about what was that transition so did you go are you doing similar work or um you know are you doing a whole nother thing because I know you a boss lady so I know you running something so I know me and you met originally. It's crazy because it's um, it's good that we met, but it's sad that it's been almost a year because we were both joined uh, by this common purpose, obviously to help our people back home. And then I think everyone instantly, when the blackout happened, and we no longer could connect with our families, it was just instantaneous. Like, what could we do? How could we do our part um, to bring awareness to this, uh, make sense of what's happening, and help out where we could? And so. I think initially like crisis group, there was that huge group chat with like hundreds of Tagaru in there just trying to find like where we fit in and things like that. And um, we both met like through the marketing team and it was just like, okay, how can we amplify what's happening? Do any kind of marketing collateral or anything, what have you. And then I know that uh, separately, I think it was like Stan with Tigray, they were the ones kind of leading like the Twitter initiative. Um, I wasn't part of that org, but uh, they were looking for people to contribute tweets. And I was like, okay, I can I can do this. I like to, to research the articles and things like that. So kind of did with my, um, you know, daily contributions there. And then uh, one of my like childhood friends reached out to me to join uh, Omna Tigray. And it just kind of, that's where I'm, I'm, I'm mostly helping with the advocacy there. In addition to at the local level, um, the Vegas community is, very strong the Tagato community if you didn't know now you know um and I think we <laughs> they better they better figure it out soon okay Vegas is one to watch so that was like kind of on a, a local level was just helping and a few of us like before the war and genocide even happened there's like a group of us you know them um <laughs> the people you grew up with we were kind of imagining like what does the Tagato community in Vegas look like? Like how can we make it stronger? Uh, how can we service the people of all ages and not just, you know, make sure that no one feels like they're not a part of something bigger. And we set that foundation probably like in the first part of 2020. And so um, when this war broke out, I know Agazi reached out and he was like, Hey, like let's start that thing back up again because we were we really detailed and outlined like what we wanted our community to look like and we already set that foundation in addition to just like growing up together and the, that level of like you know familiarity and love shared there um and so working with them and then working with the abeti coming together with ideas figuring out what we can do fundraising wise like awareness and things like that um, so trying to balance that simultaneously like now for for omna um, i'm not so involved in like twitter so i do I'm the CCO. So mostly I handle like the PR and communications. So working to get um, just additional coverage about what's happening uh, about the genocide and amplifying the voices of our people back home and anyone 
that's uh, suffering. And then also making sure that we, you know, write press releases, uh, educate people, whether it's through like panel talks hosted by universities or associations, things like that. Just trying to make sure that everyone is aware because as much as we think people are aware because we're sort of in an echo chamber and all we, you know, we live and breathe Tigray all day, every day, like the average Joe in your community could not know. And, and we're trying to reach everyone because uh, generally what we find out is that when people know more, they'll want to do more. Um, that's mm -hmm. kind of been our experience. So just trying to get people as knowledgeable, because one of the things that we're fighting against is uh, the level of awareness. People know Ethiopia, but nobody yeah. necessarily knew like Tigray, Amhara, Oromio, Aromia, you know, Beneshangogum was like, nobody knows about the specific regions, cities and things like that. And, and all the complexities um, that are happening ethnically. So um, we're kind of starting from scratch. And, and with Omna, what I like is we're not only educating people about the ongoing genocide, but also about our history, our culture, um, just giving, letting them know who we are as a people too. So that's yes. been an exciting journey. Yes, and I'm let me let me see what this like is. Um, I'm like always fascinated because it's it's such a like complex story. So to see people be able to break it down in like a digestible way is so important. Like even yesterday, so I'm I'm working at Militi's coffee shop this week, and um most of you know her regulars know right like Militi's like a really strong advocate so you know even the wi-fi password is tigray genocide <laughs> so you know we she uses everything to um to bring awareness and i you know even there's a guy yesterday was just like you know i still don't really get it all and i'm like yeah i, I understand i barely do like it is it is like so complex that um, when you try to break it down, it sometimes feels like an action movie. Like, they're like, no way, this is going on still, like in the 21st century. And I'm like, yo, everybody is not technologically in the 21st century. Like, there are countries that do not um, afford the freedoms that we have, right? Like the privileges that we have. And so having to break that down and then okay, now we got to break down the region, which is like a key point that you're talking about. Because when we're, we spent, you know, our entire lives building up Ethiopia, you know, we were those East African, not even East Africans, they were like, oh, you're African, what kind? Like where? Like, oh, East Africa. Okay. And then it was like, where in East Africa? Then it was Ethiopia, you know what I mean? So it, it was always like having to help people place us on a map because they were super unaware and then to understand um the way that the government is structured there when people in america barely understand how the government is structured here is like another task and so something key that you're talking about is being the communications person can you break down what that means because everyone likes to say oh communication is key like oh can we but they don't know the first thing about what it actually means to do communications and what that job entails um you mentioned press releases like what is the importance of that because i feel like a lot of people are like it's just a memo and it's like no it's it's more than a memo you know yeah, like you, you said it, communication is key. And 
And one of the things that I think like with Ona that I was really gravitating to is um, just at the core of what we do is educated advocacy. So obviously at the beginning of the war with the intentional telecommunications, there was a, a desire by the Ethiopian government to kind of um, just kind of squash any Tigrayan voice, any opposition voice, because they were being that voice for everyone, right? Like, so anytime when the war first started and they were asking for opinions, voices, it was usually someone who was for like, you know, pro-federal government or something like that. And, and our voices were really sidelined and, and on a day-to-day -day basis, we didn't exactly know everything. Well, you know, what was going on, but we heard the testimonies of the refugees we knew the genocidal rhetoric that has been brewing against the Grinds, it seems like for generations, um, particularly in the past few years. So what is happening was somewhat, you know, foreshadowed. And so for us, like the communication is, how can we be an accurate voice to our people and explain things in layman's terms and contextualize things when they are this complex? So for example, um, there was a the the, re the recent expulsion of you know the seven UN members for example we did a press release on that um, mm -hmm. and that provides greater context of how the Ethiopian government is weaponizing hunger and what is happening in Tigray is a man-made famine because we've heard you know after the June twenty eighth uh, retreat of the uh, pro government groups. It seemed like you know it was under the guise of a, a humanitarian ceasefire. Well, if it was under the if that was the true intention, why has the humanitarian situation just you know it, it it's rapidly declined? And understanding the the what they're doing to kind of like worsen the situation for people, um, and saying like this expulsion is just kind of hindering aid efforts to get into the region. So just better like contextualizing with the press releases it's like our chance to respond to to major things that are happening provide that context and break it down in a way like people can see it as part of the broader context which is you know the ethiopian government and its allies um, intention to commit genocide uh in the dark and you know with communication that's shedding light on it and you know that's that's mainly what we want to do and and make sure that we have some you know education behind it and we work with like a lot of the other teams and uh omna has like a, a great foundation we have a, a a different teams like there's twitter there's people that work on content which you guys see with awesome situation reports and the slide decks that are on that are consistently posted on social media and on our website and things like that so everyone kind of finds their purpose and and works to it the best of their ability. And when with our group, we have a lot of like uh, young professionals. It's mainly women led and, and features mostly women, which is kind of a change from what you usually see like with a lot of these like groups that existed pre-war. Um, and uh, we're just like all happy to um, whatever that may be. And, and uh, particularly with me, um, I majored in English and communication in college so this is kind of like a transition and it's applicable and, and I, I see myself like fitting well with this you know department I'm happy. I'm happy you found a little home I like that like I you know from our the rest of the marketing team I feel like everybody has found like what makes sense to them which is what we constantly were trying to figure out we're like there's so many people trying to help 
but like there's no structure like everywhere we looked there was no structure obviously because it's not like we were planning to become advocates that happened overnight right so now to see everyone kind of like figuring out a lane and a structure that makes sense for them where they can do the things that they're already good at like that's what I really want people to do. I'm like if you're already good at something there is a way for you to use your skill set to advocate right like there is a way um there's also a space I know that Omna like allows people to volunteer um and and continue to join the effort because we need people right we need all hands on deck um people get tired we need to be able to take breaks and like give people those breaks and have other people step up and other people be able to step back when the time comes um all of those things are super super important it's also something that i was like talking to tech about on um black men speak sundays this week this the the important part for me is that our voices are heard and are part of the story because when we don't do the press releases, when we don't respond to the activities that um, the Ethiopian government is doing, then there is no giant voice to be heard of. Because the block, like the telecommunications, is still down in most of Tigray, right? Like they have to drive hella far away to like some border so that they can try to get some type of reception. And this has been a year of this, right? turning it on, turning it back off, like mess, like blocking aid, um, letting a little come through, blocking it again, right? Like it's just this, this seesaw that we're on and the Ethiopian government tries to change its position every other week, right? And so the one thing that is important for us when we're thinking about our communications and marketing is that we stay on mission all the time and we are combating, um, like narratives all the time because it's constantly changing and if we don't then there is nothing for journalists um and you know other bloggers news reporters people who generally want information like there's if we aren't doing this work then there is nothing for them to go off of and so the wins you know and so i want to continuously highlight that for folks like we do have to combat that stuff. And, and it also, the other key thing for me is to have a centralized organization, you know, um, or not even just a centralized, but having a structured organization that is doing this consistently um, is easily like something that I can point people to, right? Like when people ask me, like, how can I get involved? I can name like four or five places. I can say... Omna Tigray, I can say Stand with Tigray, I can say Tigray Youth Network in the UK. If you're in Canada, I can tell you United Tagadu Canada. So like the fact that everyone is putting structure in place and that if people want the education, it's there for them. Um, it also makes it easier for us to stop having that emotional labor of having to explain our trauma over and over and over again. So that's also, I don't know how you guys do it. Kudos to you because I tried reading articles and I tried doing that stuff and it was like, it was literally eating me up. I really don't know how you guys do it. It's pretty phenomenal, honestly. Um, so that was just one thing, but speaking on that as well, like we did, uh, it's been a while, but we did a podcast, a, um, long time ago for a new gen podcast out of the UK where we were 
kind of explaining things from the beginning to now um we've obviously seen a lot of pieces move but in that episode we were also speaking with an aromo activist and since then we are now um sort of allied with them i'm still trying to understand that um but what would you say has kind of been the biggest like change or difference or do you feel like things are starting to get easier in terms of the work and the advocacy like do you feel like we're getting more support um it's kind of a big question but however you're interpreting it in terms of i think like back in i think we did this in november into now um i think the gravity and the necessity is, is more now i know that we um at the beginning, there was that blackout and their foot, but just seeing the situation of Tigray, it's just worsened. Uh, so I think the need for everyone to come together and act more um, is is greater, you know, to some extent, like this is emotional trauma. Uh, it's it's a traumatizing experience living through a genocide, not knowing uh, what's happening to your family back home, or have they have they been a survivor of sexual and gender-based violence? And living with the unknown times is a bit more difficult. Living with the known, and um, I think think it's it's going advocacy. Like we know what works, what doesn't. Let's build upon it, um, and then it's just can you know continuing to get people like motivated to participate in the advocacy and then also making sure that our community serve themselves because you know you need to, to take care of yourself to be able to help others it's kind of like the um the saying that they say on airplanes like the, the person next to you um so just making sure that you take care of yourself but um for us just like understanding the scope i think a lot of people this you know, sparked a fire in them and better understand their, their identity in a larger, like, to growing context. Mm-hmm. So we see this as, like, even if the genocide, the Ethiopian government planning to stop um, tomorrow, right? We know the advocacy is going to last for the next couple of decades because this is, we've literally been brought back decades. Um, and we know know that the the trauma that our people are going to experience back home and it, even here at some time so i think from then and now just seeing like the pure clarity of the acts done to our people um it was like unimagined like you knew it, like hearing things then like as months went on and just like understanding the level and the extent their line of of relief work aids they've never heard anything like what's happening back home so um i think develop a sense of family solidarity with one another um and then you know we're all this, this one is to come together and help our people back home as much as possible so i think the biggest change from like november is like you can see like the need is a lot higher uh, i think we've gotten more organized um and we're able to like you said kind of find your niche there's 
so many different organizations that have like different greater betterment of the people of Tigra where individuals fit. And, and that could be at the local level, joining a national or global organization, whatever have you. Um, just making sure everyone there. Okay, sorry, it was breaking up a little bit. And I was like, uh oh. Um, can you hear me? Okay. Okay. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. It like cut out for two seconds. So hopefully that's just on my end and not not the um, feed. Um, no, there's some really key things that I actually wanted to ask you this too, because you have been going consistently this whole year. Like, I, I don't know if you took a break. I'm, I'm hoping that you did. Um, but I, I feel like every time I see you, you're on task, you're volunteering at the protest. You have traveled, I think, to all of them, all the national ones. I always see you. Um, what are you doing for your self-care and, and managing all the stress that we're under? Um, for myself, I think like just making some time with uh, people in my community, like, like having those talks, like with my family, several members of our community at the local level and the base community have created like these mental health events, which I think is has been pretty good just to see everyone come together kind of relieve that stress um but talking with family friends um and and even it's not like you're ever like talking out of necessarily like to which but it's still like good to hear from other people that care and they want to learn more i think that's mostly it and you can always throw in some random tv show to, to distract yourself but uh, i think just like the sense of community that we built over this time has been so strong. So just like running on them, connect them, having people on me, doing for them. I, I think that's that's been my, my sort of like self care. Also like walks. Sometimes I read, um, listening to my Tigrinya and my drive playlist. Um, it, it could be pretty like you're in the zone and um, sometimes just reading things down, like, like journaling. Like what do I need to do a day or or reading something nice. Um, that's kind of what I do. I was going to say, yes, the reading something nice. I picked up a fiction book yesterday because I was like, I'm tired of reading about trauma and war. And I'm really tired of reading about people dying because if you turn on the news here, we're still in a pandemic. Like we're still dealing with people not wanting to be vaccinated, being vaccinated, hospitals like being filled up again because of the Delta variant. Like there's a lot of different things happening. Um, so every once in a while, I like to escape in a good book too. I'm like, oh, like I need to not be here or put on a new show. Um, Insecure last season's coming on, uh, perfect timing because it'll be like around the anniversary. I'm so excited. No, I'm, I really, I, uh, we need insecure right now. We need yeah. like something else that we can focus on because 
our brains get so exhausted. You know what I mean? Like we're so tired. It's like, who has the time? You know, like I forgot what regular life is. I'm like, what What are you guys doing on like, wh- what's the rest of the world doing right now? Because if it's not about today, I honestly couldn't tell you what's happening. Like, it's so strange. Even trying to talk to people who are not from Tigray or not worried or working on this work, it's it feels so strange to me. Yeah, it just makes me think like. Uh oh. Yeah. It's it's one of those things when people ask how you're um, doing. I don't know if that's on your end. Uh, I think you're okay now. I can hear you now. I don't know. It says your connection. But I think there's so many other. Let me try. Okay. I think. Okay. No, you're good now. You're green now. So. <laughs> Ooh, telecommunication. Um, yeah, I was. What you heard was. Um, uh, I think you were saying it's weird, like trying to have conversations with people, is what I think I was heard. So one my colleague who I hadn't seen for quite some time just because of the pandemic was asking like, oh, how are you doing? Not about work. Like, I want to know how you're doing, doing. And I was like, this guy. And they were completely taken aback because like you use words like genocide and you're hearing about people being intentionally starved, killed, raped, and things like that. And the whole barbarity of it and pretty much every single person that I know has been impacted by some way like whether like a, a direct family member or an extended family member has either been uh, displaced, which is pretty likely considering there's millions that have been displaced in Tigray, uh, is turned to a refugee, has been killed. And for some of us, like, experience multiple things. Um, so we'll also like continue to work and maintain the level of professionalism because still that money so you can be able to donate and help the people at home. Um, just like trying to at all and I always think about like man like a year ago you know what were we doing with our free time um it's a completely changed and it, it feels more fulfilling to know that, that like what I'm doing now um can make a difference hopefully uh for our you know people back home for our families oh absolutely there's definitely a sense of purpose you know like yeah, I have something to do every morning like there's something that I can think of every day. And for me, it's how do I keep my community strong? Like, I, I worry about keeping the diaspora together because we are the biggest um, advocates, you know. And we've seen that we are really in this. Like, it, it, it's really us against everybody. And there are, like, we're still trying to build allies and we're still, you know, reaching out. And there are people that support, but by and large all the heavy lifting 
is the Tagato community. And so we're, I think we, you're doing it too, right? We're in both parts. We're thinking about globally on an international level, how are we doing the work? How are we advocating? How are we making sure that Tigray stays in the news? Um, and then at the same time, we're looking to our left and to our right, and we're looking at our parents, and we're we're like, okay, how do we make sure that all of us also take care of each other, stay sane, um, as sane as we can, going through a genocide, and just making sure that we're strong? Because at the end of the day, like if we're not strong, if the diaspora is disconnected, if the diaspora, like, you know, people start um, kind of falling off, like, we are gonna, we, we just, we can't afford that. We're too small. You know what I mean? And so I think that it's beautiful to like constantly see women and, you know, my peers, even our brothers, because I know, you know, the Vegas team got a lot of brothers supporting too. Um, we, we don't forget about y'all. <laughs> they will cuss me out <laughs> I was sort of they'll be like Rita. um no honestly it, it it's been so beautiful to see and I want to give Vegas a big shout out for that y'all have been very tight-knit since I've known you you know even in my childhood it was always kind of like a collective you know like if you knew one you knew you knew them all like everybody was um always kind of around each other and and put on for each other and you you kind of have to in a city like Vegas you really do like there's so many ways that you can fall off the and be on the wrong path and so keeping community together is super super important and I know TYLV is doing amazing work um as as shown by our Ad de Graz shirts um somebody asked me about it today they were like oh what's that university and I said and I got to explain to them I said it's a university in Tigray um and the purchase of this shirt is going to help us rebuild those schools because they've been looted and, and destroyed. And um, we're trying to, you know, bring awareness that way. So I always think it's dope when you're able to like bring that into light for people, you know, um, every day people are like, Oh, I like your shirt. I'm like, Oh, let me tell you about it. And it's like, it's always everybody's shirt. Some, something different, but there's a way to keep people connected and, you know, they like to buy stuff all the time. So it's an easy way for them to also get involved, um, which I love. Absolutely love. So, you know, let, let me know. Yeah. That's how I think like with Agassi, he's always like a big guy. Like I want to think like what we can do. And so, like, like you said, it's not just about, um, like, just a purchase of this shirt and, you know, all the proceeds are also impacted by the Tigray genocide. It's also, like, this is an awareness piece. So people don't know what this is and you're telling them, like, you're having a conversation. Well, this is a specific region. We have these four universities, this greater context. So you're able to educate, inspire, like donate with, with this line. And I, I'm proud of like the, the members of our community super involved in this um, because for a lot of people, they didn't even know what that is. They're reading it and they're like, what is that? It's an unfamiliar word for them, let alone your like region. Uh, so providing that education crucial. Oh yeah. I'm telling you, that's all. I, that's all my wardrobe is. I don't even know what regular clothes. I'm like, oh y'all, you, you where are you going? You got dressed up. To, like I have to remind myself, <laughs> like, oh, you know, you can get dressed up and look cute too. So I'm also trying to find ways to to do it that way. So Gazi, 
you know, I'm thinking like maybe I need a blazer, you know, fall's coming up. You know, I know he got plans. I'm just throwing them out there because um, I like to custom order my stuff. So um, just in case, in case he was wondering, yeah. a blazer would be. You know, um, I'm just, you know, I, I'm just a little extra that way. But I, I love to uh, to tell people, but kind of leaning towards just because um, my battery, my 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 laptop battery is not a fan right now of this whole car situation. <laughs> so I just want to make sure we don't get off or we don't lose our last question. I know, girl, I'm telling you, I had to make it work. Militi needed some help. I needed some help. We need to do the show. We're going to make it happen. That's that's what we do around here. Um, there's a, oh, I forgot. There's a new question I also started asking, which is, um, you know, we, all, along the lines of thinking like, you know, last year, did I think I'd be doing this? Absolutely not. But even going further back, um, do you, like, thinking about kind of like the younger version of yourself, what advice would you be giving that that person um like what to yourself essentially like what advice would you be giving your younger self because I feel like so many of us are we're inspiring and we are becoming role models to our younger generation and I think about what are they struggling with right now and what would you have liked to have heard if you were their age I think one of the big things is, well, it's like a couple of things. I think like grace, uh, time to grow into yourself, whatever that looks like. A lot of it, it's like your early 20, 20s or your formative years and you're developing who you are as a person. And, and yesterday's person could have to stick to anything. Uh, uh, another thing I think like in the um, Tigrayan context, I think like for me, I always knew I was a Tigrawaiti. Like I knew it was, I knew where my parents were from. We went to all the Tigarup up, like all my, like my grandparents, uncles, cousins, first cousins, like all of them are back home. So like that was just ingrained in me. And, and I always knew I wanted to do something back home, like, oh, I want to help. Uh, and I went back home, but I think like what it means, and for a lot of people, I think like helping has to be something like a, in a, such a huge scale. Like, oh, I have to donate like $100,000 to buy a pub. And it could have just started like one of the things my sister did. Um, she started before the war. It was kind of like a laptop scholarship where she would award um, a laptop, you know, girls, students, a graduating student. In the show. And I thought that was pretty inspiring. Um, so just like figuring out what your impact is can be and what no matter how like small you think it is and like you were saying find it or what you can you know, provide to the table um, I think I yeah I kind of wish we also just like the way that our community is like grouped up now like we had that back in the day like imagine if we already started this way and we this was already solidified like we we all came together from necessity but we're choosing to stay together because we have an interest we we find that we have like common personalities like a lot of friendships and stuff like that kinds of relationships through this war um and genocide and so i think like just like st starting that like before um would have been good as well 
I think I kind of went all over the place with that answer, but no, girl, you answered it. I think it's it's true, and um, our I think our parents did the best they could with with what they had, right? And that's what I keep grappling with too. And I think um, something along those lines for me has been like like look in the past so that you can learn from it not to continue to harp on it not to continue to to feel like a victim and to feel defeated or to just continuously be upset with our parents we can be upset with our parents all day long it's not going to change the situation that we're in now right like i i try to tell because my younger self was very self-righteous so i would just be indignant about certain things and um I realized like you can say all of that but until you have walked a mile in their shoes like there's really not much we can we can compare right like this is the second time they're going through this you know they they were the ones in refugee camps you know what I mean like we got to put that in our minds and like for them to be able to and some of them were even talking about like you know decades prior like they were talking about how like like you know dig holes and underneath the trenches because um you know they were being aerial bombarded and now you're seeing that like the same thing with the drones and stuff like that like it's it's really like a a repeat of past and uh for some of them they're going through this like a third time um and it's just Mm -hmm. insane like it's something I said this before, but I was like, I never thought that I would go through. It's never something that I thought I would go through, uh, let alone our people back home. It's not something we're fighting so that way our kids, the next generation, doesn't have to go through this. Nobody has to go through this. They shouldn't. And when you see the like everything that's happened close to a year, it's just, it's insane. Um, mm-hmm. And you always have like hope that people would you do more uh, than they've been doing, especially considering, you know, like this is a genocide, you know, there's no what's happening. Um, but then you realize, like, you know, the, the most dependable group of people that we can count on is ourselves. And, and knowing that, like that you have each other, it's, it's just pushing us to strive for more um, and making sure that people take like the where they need to, to take care of themselves but otherwise it's like okay like all hands on deck and whatever that looks like whether Mm -hmm. it's organizing protests at the local level at the national level um writing articles uh tweeting to your hearts cute to see like a lot of our parents have no heaviness whatsoever and they're like you know three thousand count on in terms of number of tweets like since the war started like educating people and uh and and they have that desire and we have the know-how and it's Mm -hmm. and we have the desire now too um for many people it's been awakened so it's like just combining efforts like they want to to i think whereas before it used to be like older generation versus younger generation thing and and it needs to be more synergistic there needs to be more synergy there um and we've seen it like okay Everybody, it doesn't matter what age you are, you, you, we can teach you how to tweet, you can tweet, you can sign a petition, like share, like a video so that way it gets more, you know, attention, things like that. Like everybody just has to come together. Oh, absolutely. I think our parents um, 
are starting to realize that. But I also hope that the youth are listening that this is an opportunity for you to really truly understand your parents. If you are struggling, like, and that's why I started Uprooted, right? Like, how are we going to connect to one another? Because nobody else is going to understand what it feels like to grow up as a diaspora and struggle with language barriers and not understanding the culture completely. And some of us, like our parents were really strict in our house. So we grew up like we thought we were back home um, and others of us did not. Right. So this is an opportunity for you to, to finally understand a part of who your parents are and why they are this way as you're going through it too and to find strength in how they were able to overcome, still raise you, you know, make it work in a country that is not theirs, right? Like it, it is an opportunity if you want it to be. Um, it's also an opportunity to have the tough conversations of what things didn't work in the past. And, you know, I know a lot of our parents didn't want to tell us about this because they didn't want us to grow up knowing this type of hatred, you know? Um but it's an opportunity for you now, especially if you're old enough to understand things, to let them finally tell their story and give them that space and ask them questions and ask them how it was like growing up and, you know, those things, because that's where you get your resiliency from. Like the one thing I will say about Tagato is like resiliency is probably the word that I would describe us with, you know, like it is the thing that our parents have um you know, for generations above us. And, you know, I got that tattooed behind my ear, like when I was 18, because I knew growing up this way that I was going to need it. I was like, life ain't going to get easier as an immigrant. I'm still going to have to break a lot of generational curses. And most of us are going to be the first in our families to do a lot of things. That is, you know, if you let it can be a heavy burden, or it can be an immense um, privilege and honor. And, to know that your ancestors um, are backing you, you know, that your family back home, when you succeed, they succeed. As long as you remember where you came from, you know, where your roots are. And I, I really and truly hope that people are taking that into consideration. Um, and that brings me to my last question for you, my love, um, thinking about where our roots are is what is it that you want to uh, your legacy to be? I think for my legacy, I would want to just make like a measurable impact uh, in the world, particularly in relation to Tigray. I want to leave Tigray better than it was before. Um, and I, I think like when we always think about generationally, the intention is that every the next generation inherits better things. Like it's a better lifestyle. They don't have to go necessarily through the same things that they went through. Um, and again, like none of us anticipated that we'd be going through this. And so we're, we're kind of taken backwards in terms like specific. For, but uh, I think that's just where I want to be. I really want to make, you know, where they, it, it, but it's like be the change you want to see in the world. And it's like, why not? Uh, we all have the ability to do so, whatever that looks like to you. It could be um, education. It could be helping people find opportunities and, and in choosing to invest back home. Um, and then also just getting people like 
more one of one of the TPN is that like in addition to all these orgs helping people like back home, like they're the ones helping people stateside and helping them getting connected to their roots as well and helping the, the so just like instilling a sense of like connection uh back home um and then yeah just really making an impact back home that will be long lasting hopefully um and then helping able to do the same no for real and i don't think it's cliche because <clears throat> i have that um I have that on my wall. I made a painting of it and I was like, I, there's, there's some quotes that I like to live by. And that's one of them. Um, if, if there's things in this world that are not the way you want them to be, or that you like them to be, you have to be the one to change them. Like it, it got to start with you. Like if you, if you wait around for a savior, you'll be waiting for a long time. Like you are going to be. So I always say that to myself and to other people, be the change. Like you don't like that. Get up and do something about it. You need help. Ask for it. You know what I mean? But you got to start somewhere. Like we can't expect that after this, we already see like what, what the international community is doing, right? They're pledging um, assistance and aid after the fact, like they're not, they're, they're not doing much. So I think that's a lovely legacy. I think it's one that all of us can get behind. I think it's one that you've already started. I'm sure like there are plenty of younger girls in um, Vegas that are like watching you as a role model now that are learning, um, that are going to be able to take over, you know, and then you can go on to the bigger global projects and go back home and start to see some of these projects through like I can envision and see for you and manifest that the TYLV team actually goes to McCullough University, cuts the ribbon when, when, you know, new buildings are, are built, you know, bringing the books and um, teaching them how to run their own fashion brands and, and teaching them new skill sets as well. Like, because you already have a structure and so now you get to consult and now you can teach other people how to build it too because you've done it and you and you guys are growing. And by the time things are open, you're going to be so big. It's going to be like beautiful to just be able to transition over there. Like I could see you having an office back there. I can see you like, you know, I can see all of that for you because I know that your heart's there and I know your work ethic is top tier. Okay. Like, let me tell you. She was about to do this show on her birthday, y'all. Like, she wasn't even going to tell me <laughs> that it was her birthday. She was like, yeah, sure. I'm just like, sis, sis, we we going to have to talk about this because I just cannot. I cannot. Like, I, there's very few people that I know that would do that. And um, it just goes to show the people where your heart is. And I'm just honored and blessed to know you and to see what you're able to accomplish. And I know it's only going to get bigger and better, half day. All right. Thank you. I want to plug, though. Yeah. We do. Unfortunately, we are the national commemoration of the War of Tigray Genocide. It's going to be number fourth. So in mm -hmm. the, the DC community, we want um, people to hear us loud and clear. Those in Washington, November 4th through SAB, a national kind of commemoration. And it's going to comprise of uh, protest. Uh, awareness events, fundraising events, just a variety of things. 
So you guys can check out to check out Tagato events like stay tuned that way. Um, but we are planning that like we have a bunch of Tagato from different local communities. We're hoping this will be the last one, God willing, let it be the last one. Um, uh, and that this genocide ends soon. Um, but just keep that on your radar. If you're in the local level, please come. If not, I encourage you guys to do something in your local communities, whether that's like your own form of protest or like a vigil or something just to commemorate like that it has been a year. Yes. And please take care of your mental health. Um, This is going to bring up a lot of trauma for us. Like anniversaries are difficult. We're also getting into fall and winter when you are stuck indoors and you might not be as social and you're not going to as many events as you have been in the past. I will focus on this too, but I really want everyone to think about it. As this one year mark comes up, a lot of us are going to be emotionally drained. You're probably going to be very angry, very sad. Um, I want everybody to just take inventory. The self-care things that we were talking about, Keep those in the back of your mind. Actually, not even the back, in the front of your mind, okay? Because I don't want people to feel like they are suffering alone. Like, stay together. Hold each other down. I say this all the time, but I really mean it. I don't want to hear about Tagaru passing away because of something crazy, you know? Like, I want you guys to really take care of yourselves during that time. Um, I like the idea of vigils because it, it gives you a way to like honor the, those that we've lost in this struggle um, to survive and that we're, con- we're going to continue fighting for them. But give yourself a pause to acknowledge the gravity of what it is that we are faced with and that we have, if anything, also have been prevailing for a year. Most people would have thought we, w- we would have been counted out by now, you know? We got to believe in the faith and um, uh, and have faith in TDF and the the people fighting back home, because if they're still fighting, then we also can lean on that strength. Um, we can honor the pain that we've experienced, the loss that we've had. We we haven't been able to properly grieve yet. Um, so let's let's take a note from those back home and make sure that we are taking care of ourselves just as they will be and that they have been doing for the last year and make sure that this this one year anniversary mark doesn't doesn't take anybody with it so y'all um it is it is uh it's a hard one i like i I, there's so much that i want to like say I, i wish i could give people like big hugs and all of these things but if you can go to dc please do um if you can't like your solemn said do something in your local cities. Just make sure you're not alone. Just, just if anything, just make sure you are not alone. Um, and if you need somewhere to be, you can also find us virtually. Like all of us are always on the socials. So um, don't hesitate to reach out because we don't want anyone alone during this time. So y'all, that concludes Black Woman Wednesday. Thank you so much, Asylum, for coming on. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Always linking up. Yes, um, man. The next time we linking up, bro, we celebrating something. Okay, we celebrated your birthday, but we're going to celebrate 
freedom. Okay, we're gonna celebrate some big stuff. I'm manifesting that for us. Um, but yes, we do. Oh, child, I can't wait for today. Oh my god. Um, but yes, everybody, don't forget to subscribe. Okay, don't be on here just liking stuff. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube. Um, that you're following on socials. Like and share, please share because we need everyone to stay informed. Um, but yes, that is Black Women Wednesdays. Tomorrow I will be on Clubhouse. We're continuing our Uproot Your Trauma series on domestic violence. Um, it is October's Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and it is a cause that is extremely um, close to my heart because of the family members that I've lost to it. So if you guys want to learn more, um, please, you know, tune in on Clubhouse, join the conversation. You know, we got to fight a lot of battles at once. It's a difficult thing, but let's just make sure that we're doing this together as a community so that we can build back better and we can build a world that is safer for ourselves um, and and peaceful. That's really all we want is some, is some damn peace. So um, thanks, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Oh, yeah. All right, y'all. I'm about to end this one. Um, and we will see y'all back on Thursday and the weekend. We'll see. Take a break, everybody. Peace out, y'all. Okay.